0: I'm Colleen.
1: And I'm Ankit.
0: And you're listening to
1: the LDR Podcast.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome. Thanks for listening to the very first episode of the Long Distance Relationship Podcast, or the LDR Podcast for short. I'm Colleen, and this is my fiancée, Ankit.
1: Hi. So Colleen and I have been in a long-distance relationship for two and a half years, and in that time, we have collectively moved across four cities and three countries, but never living in the same place at the same time. This podcast is a way for us to talk about our experiences and what we have learned, hear from other people who are in or have been in LDRs, as well as gain insights from actual experts.
0: We also wanted to create this podcast to reach out to the LDR community so we can learn from each other. That means we wanna hear from you guys too. We want you to send us your LDR wins and email us any questions you may have. Then at the end of season one, we'll have a bonus episode where we share your stories and attempt to answer your questions. Make sure you stay to the end of this episode so you can catch our contact information.
1: Of course, if you're not in an LDR, it doesn't mean that this podcast isn't for you. Although we focus more on LDRs, a lot of what we discuss is not limited to that. Most people would relate to the experiences and lessons we talk about, even if you're in the same town or even living together.
0: In this very first episode, we wanted to take you through our top five reasons why LDRs are a better type of relationship than you may think. So for all you skeptics out there, this first episode is dedicated to you.
1: All right, as this is our first episode, let me properly introduce myself. I am Ankit. I am from India. I grew up there and I left five years ago to pursue my master's. I have since lived in New York, Boston, and Montreal. Right now, I'm a PhD student in AI at the University of Montreal.
0: And I'm Colleen. I grew up in a suburb south of Boston, and since Ankit and I started dating two and a half years ago, I've been bouncing around between Boston, Chicago, and now I live in Paris, France. I moved here last August to pursue a master's degree in communications from Sciences Po.
1: So Colleen, before we started dating, did you ever imagine yourself being in an LDR?
0: No, honestly, I was always really against the idea. I myself was a non-believer. I didn't really understand how they could work in the long run. And I actually had the opportunity to be in a long-distance relationship. Um, I was living in Paris at the time and was dating a French guy and I was here as an au pair just for a year and we had met within the second half of that year and as it was coming to a close of time for me to move back home I did not want to continue the relationship and It just, for me, seemed way too difficult to try and do something across an ocean. And the greatest irony of my life is that five years later, I am now doing the exact long distance that I did not want to do with a completely different person going from Paris to North America. But we've managed to make it work, and I think this was a huge lesson for me that it doesn't actually depend on the distance, it more matters on the person that you're about to do it with. So did you have any preconceived notions of long distance relationship successes or failures?
1: Yeah, I always saw them as something that's really hard. I, I always, I always imagined long distance relationships to require significantly more effort than regular relationships. And so I also saw them as something that needs more commitment.
0: So why now? Like, why did you decide to embark on this crazy journey with me?
1: In our case, it's just that the pieces fell into place nicely. We knew each other for six months before we started dating and we were friends and we used to joke around and flirt. And it just it's like we already had we already had kind of one type of relationship going on between us and then we when we started dating and we had so much fun with each other uh it 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 gave us it it definitely would have been so much harder if we just met each other and spent just a few days together and then had to start a long distance relationship. I don't think that would have worked. I don't think that works for anyone. Yeah, we had a chance to just build something together. And then I think the next important thing is that we went up in steps. We used to see each other every two weeks when, when we just started long distance because you were in Chicago and I was in Boston and I could fly to you almost every two weeks and that was that was a good start so in in our case the long distance difficulty level has only been going up and i think that that has been important
0: yeah i think if we had started going from north america to france i think that would not have yeah. worked even with the great foundation that we had started i think that would have just been way too grand of a transition to try and make that i i don't think we would have lasted long term but i think it helped that we did boston to chicago which was really doable and then boston to montreal and you know each time it was first we did city to city then between two different countries and now we're between two different continents and yeah it definitely helped that we progressed slowly in expanding our range i wonder What's our next step? Different planets, maybe.
1: <laughs> if we knew each other for only six months and then had to do a long distance between uh, Boston to Paris or something crazy like that, I don't think I don't think a six month relationship was enough enough of a background to maintain something like that. It's it's just something that just worked out because of how. Our long distance dynamics evolved over time, making going from easier to harder to harder.
0: And I think another thing that really helped us was that we were able to give ourselves an out. We started dating right before I moved to Chicago. And when we agreed to start going out, we said that we would check back in at Christmas time and see if it was something that we wanted to continue. And I know, at least for me, That helped to relieve the pressure of if I'm trying this and I hate it, I'm able to pull the cord and, you know, stop everything at Christmas. And it was a a, it was only like two months. So it was a good check in point.
1: Yeah, definitely. That I think that's also very important to especially when a relationship is starting out. You don't want to be you don't want to feel pressured or. You, you don't want that kind of uh, obligation that you have to keep this going. That's just too much commitment. So it was nice that yeah. we decided, okay, if this doesn't work. We have two months. After that, we can call it quits. And that definitely relieved a lot of the pressure. Of course, when the time came, we just naturally went went on with our relationship. And at some <laughs> point, we joked, should, so should we reevaluate? And <laughs> I guess we just, I, we were we were on a road trip from Boston to Chicago when we had the conversation, and I think it lasted <laughs> maybe ten seconds.
0: That would have been a terrible reevaluation point for you. I would have been able to just kick you out of the car, <laughs> and you would have been stranded in East Bumfuck, Ohio. I don't even know how you would get back to the East Coast. So this whole now I'm realizing this whole time you actually just stayed so you could catch a ride.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it seems as long as certain conditions are met, which they were in our case, LDRs can be pretty good in terms of the relationship itself and our own personal growth.
0: And with that, Ankit and I have created our list of the top five reasons why LDRs are actually a better relationship than you may think. Number one, topping off the list, is you develop a sense of independence. I'm not sure how many of you out there have read the Shel Silverstein book, The Missing Piece Meets the Big O, but I am such a huge fan of this book. I buy it for my single friends. I read it myself from time to time. I always love going back to this book. It's this adorable children's story about this missing piece who tries to find the part that she fits into. And then, spoiler alert, at the end, she realizes that she shouldn't be looking for another piece. She should just be happy and become her whole self. And she can then be with someone else who is their whole self. And I think that story always reminds me of our relationship because, as we've said before, like we, we don't complete each other. Like, Mm -hmm. I very much feel like my own person, and I feel like you are your own person. And don't get me wrong, I feel like you add so much value to my life. But I think that at the end of the day, I'm still who I am. My identity is still Colleen. It's not fused into this one being.
1: Exactly. And I think being in an LDR just reinforces that because we get to live our own lives you you have your own set of friends I have my own set of friends and we still tell each other everything we get a chance to talk about all of these things and when we visit each other we get to meet our friends and so on but it's not like our lives are just so insanely fused together Uh, and it's just the dynamic of being in a long distance just makes that feel so natural that we can be our whole people without feeling like we need to depend on each other more than necessary and we still get to talk to each other every day and it's nice to catch up and just do couple things
0: yeah I think too especially being in my 20s and I have a few friends who are married, but for the most part, I still have single friends. So for me, it's really fun to pretty much always be available and, you know, never have to double check both of our schedules to see if it works, to see someone, if my friends want to see me and I'm available, I don't have to make sure that you're available. So it's been really fun to maintain the social calendar of my single self but then always know that I get to come home to you at the end of the day which is the best part
1: another thing is that we get to focus on our own personal growth we both have been pursuing our careers and right now we're both in different grad programs across the world that we believe are the best for what we want to do with our lives None of us had to compromise on our dreams to be with the other. And I think that's that's really admirable and makes for a better life for both of us, individually and together, going forward.
0: Yeah, it's true. And what I'm actually really interested in learning about, and hopefully from this podcast as we continue to talk to friends and experts, is what happens when people in LDRs close the gap like when you go from being this completely independent person who has their own life and doesn't have to take someone else into consideration to then being with this person and having to completely uproot and change your habits and behavior so I can't wait to hear from friends and experts on how that experience goes so we can be prepared
1: yeah, I can, I, I can imagine that it can be pretty disruptive or in our case, I don't think it'll be crazy because even when we're together, we, we still let each other do these things. Even when we visit each other for a short period, you it, there have been times when I was busy or you were busy and then the other person just goes out and does their own thing you can go to a party with your friends while I have some work to take care of, or the other way around, and both of those have happened. Yeah. Or sometimes we just work on our on our own things in different spaces of the of the house. It's not like we have to spend all our times together. Yes. So, <laughs> I but it would be interesting to see how that works out. Yeah. And I, I'm definitely excited to learn more about how these these things usually happen.
0: And I have a feeling that a huge part of that process will relate to number two on our list, which is that in an LDR, you hone your communication and trust skills as a couple way early on.
1: Yeah, I think communication is so important in a long distance relationship. We have to make make an effort to make sure we feel appreciated and you have to make an effort to make sure that the intimacy doesn't die and all these things that in regular relationship you can just be with each other you can give each other just a comforting touch or a hug and these things are just something you cannot do when you're not physically near each other so you have to be really good at expressing how you feel and be able to comfort each other and when you get used to this You get really good at just communicating and expressing yourself, which is very useful in any kind of relationship.
0: Yeah, I know for me, the lacking of the physical aspect is really difficult. Like even in the times that we've had fights, I don't know if we've ever had a fight really in person. Yes, we have. Yeah, we have. (laughs) (laughs) We for sure have. But I think the fights, maybe because I I don't remember them, because the fights when we're apart are so much more difficult because they're either happening over messenger, which is definitely the worst way to communicate because you can't see the tone, you can't see the facial aspects. And then, you know, our other option is to fight over FaceTime, which it's better. (laughs) At least we can see each other and hear each other, but it's still really difficult. So I think... Early on, we were able to tap into our communication skills and just be super honest and upfront with each other. Whenever we had a problem, no one went around hiding it because, again, we don't live together. So if I'm in a bad mood, you're not going to realize it as quickly as if we were in the same room and you saw me just being upset. Yeah, exactly. And I think another large component of the communication and the trust is that you both know from the start that you're mutually committed, otherwise it won't work. And again, that's not saying though that people don't get jealous in long distance relationships. And, you know, there is no rule book for LDRs. There's so many types of LDRs and so many different personalities that there is no right way or wrong way to do it. So... I'm I'm going to be interested in hearing from, again, other people, hearing how they deal with jealousy, because I think that's that's not something that comes up really ever yeah. in our relationship. I think we're both pretty not jealous people, so that's never been one of our challenges. But absolutely, is that a challenge in a long-distance relationship?
1: I'm sure people find interesting ways to cope with that, because there are long distance relationships where people have more of a tendency to be jealous and that can be an issue. And I'm sure these people find interesting ways to deal with that. And I am sure that communication is still a very important aspect of dealing with that. And it would be nice to talk to some experts and learn more about this.
0: Yeah, definitely. So on to number three. This is something, again, that maybe not every couple in a long distance relationship gets to experience. But one of the things that Ankit and I love is that when the other person moves to a different city, you get to have like a part time experience of living in that second location.
1: I visited Chicago for the first time when I visited you after we just started long distance. And my first trip to Paris was, again, to visit you. And we have gone on vacations together, like, to Nice.
0: I think that's been really fun, is not only exploring the city that each other has been in, but also then branching out. Like, when we went to Quebec City, that time that we drove from Montreal, that was really fun. It was freezing. We went at the worst time of year. But it was still really fun to explore that part of Canada and I'm looking forward to seeing more of Canada too
1: it was really pretty with all the Christmas lights and so on so what one of one thing that is that I would not notice this thing these things I would just I'm the kind of guy who generally would have just walked around and taken everything for granted but being with you it's so different when I'm with you you tend to notice all of these things and find beauty in Things that I would have just been like, eh, that's just another <laughs> building, or that's just the sky, that's just water, <laughs> and you, you notice the different colors of the lake, the different colors of the sky, and how pretty a building is, how how cool the architecture is of something, and it completely changes the experience for me, and that's that's one of the reasons I love traveling with you, and traveling comes for free, comes for
0: free, and traveling.
1: <laughs> Well, not free, but (laughs) (laughs) you kind of just have to do it. And you get all of these benefits with that. Yeah,
0: it's part of the package. Exactly. Expensive package, but part of the package.
1: Definitely an expensive package.
0: (laughs) And that's one of the things, too, that I've appreciated about our relationship is that there have been an interesting shift at different periods where... When we first started dating, you were making a significant larger amount of money than I was, which, you know, was weird at first to have you visiting me way more than I was able to fly out back to Boston to see you. But then that shifted when you went off to your PhD a year before I did my master's and then I was in Boston and I was able to come up and visit you way more at that point, And I was the one making mm-hmm. more money. And then now we're both students. So now it's this equal balance. So <laughs> I think that has yeah. been really nice and definitely something that I don't take for granted that at different periods, we've had the means to always be able to visit each other. And I know that's also something that not every couple gets to have.
1: Yeah. And soon you'll be making more money again, because my PhD will go on forever. <laughs> hopefully when I'm old. I'll be able to make money again. That
0: would be nice. One day. (laughs) One day. All right. Next up, number four, we have that long distance relationships help to pace the relationship and keep it from moving too quickly.
1: In regular relationships, it's possible to get too attached and move too quickly because you can spend all your time together and just completely entangle your lives together, especially during the honeymoon phase. Yeah, for sure. And that that can definitely lead to some serious burnout where you just quickly get so tired of each other and then you start missing your old independent life and then the relationship just falls apart. And I think that's a very common dynamic that happens to a lot of people who don't pace their relationships. And in long distance relationships, this just kind of comes naturally because you are separated by a distance. You cannot be with each other all the time. And that helps keep the relationship more healthy.
0: And I would love to say that we would be an enlightened couple. We would never let it get to that sort of stage in the honeymoon phase. We would always remain independent people. But even just looking at the brief time that we spent in the same city at the same time we absolutely would have fallen into that trap like we started dating nine days before i moved to chicago and in that nine days we saw each other every single day
1: we did we were just in each other's faces all that time well to be fair we we did think that the relationship wouldn't really go on past those nine days. The idea is that after you move to Chicago, we're done because we cannot do long distance relationships.
0: It's true. And then on day four, (laughs) we were like, oh, no, this actually, I think, might be my person. And now I'm leaving and moving away. But I really liked that separation. I think, too, for me, I really would have been caught up because I was so excited in our relationship and you know really wanted to explore all the different aspects of it that I think it would have been hard for me to try and keep things at a steadier pace whereas even even with our schedule because you're able to come out to Chicago to see me so much it it still moved at a decent pace but If we were living in the same city, I think it would have been really intense, really fast and would have led to burnout for sure.
1: Yeah, it was like the tension from the six months before was released and we just had to spend every minute with each other.
0: It's true. And also, to be fair, we were working together at that time. So eight hours of the day we actually had to be together.
1: That's true. (laughs)
0: And that leads us to our last item on the list, which is that with technology, long distance relationships have become so much more manageable.
1: My uncle and aunt actually did long distance from India to the US back in the 90s. And they did not have video calls or any of these fancy technology that we have today they just made international phone calls once every few weeks because they were insanely expensive and when they did make those phone calls they were they had to really limit the minutes because each minute was expensive and i cannot imagine being in that kind of a long distance relationship now
0: no i mean we talk every single day we are on messenger through all throughout the day as soon as I have a thought that I want to let you know about I send it to you and you receive it and then every single night we're on FaceTime so we're pretty much connected from the moment we wake up until the moment we go to bed so I'm sure when they hear about our long distance they must be like oh is it hard for you is that long distance <laughs> difficult oh I'm sure <laughs>
1: Yeah and we we are always connected of course we don't have to we don't have any kind of obligation to be online all the time and respond to each other immediately but it's it's just nice to be able to be in touch at least every day Yeah, And be able to talk to each other and so on.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of really cool technology out there that not everyone knows about. So we'll definitely do an episode where we deep dive into the different technologies that we use, as well as ones that we have not yet tried, but definitely would love to learn more about. All right, everyone. Well, those were our top five reasons why long distance relationships are actually better than you may think. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it, and maybe you walked away with a little bit more faith in LDRs than when you first started listening. There are so many other facets to LDRs, and we're really excited to dive into them with friends, family, and experts in upcoming episodes.
1: If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the LDR podcast.
0: And as we mentioned at the top of the episode, we want you to share your LDR wins with us. It can be something as big as closing the gap or something smaller like maybe your partner sent you a surprise that made your day. We want to celebrate it with you.
1: And while we are by no means relationship experts, send us your questions about LDRs and we will give you our honest feedback.
0: So to send us your stories and your questions, please reach out to theldrpod at gmail.com.
1: Thanks, and we'll see you next time.
0: Take care.